Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to Goonies World. I am Meanie, also known as Ryan, and joining me, as always, Johnny Faro, also known as Sean. Hello there, everybody. And Goonie himself, also known as Colin. Hey. And this series, we are returning to one of our favorite locations in beautiful Northern California. Well, beautiful when there's you know, not raging wildfires and, and nonsense mm. going on. Um, but um, the town and uh, environs about Jupiter Springs, Jupiter a Springs. fictional location um, where uh, our friends uh, Merlin Grubb, also known as Plunger, and Dickie Newton live, um, and as well as well as their friend Chip, uh, but Chip is way too cool uh, to attend Owl Camp, or he thinks he is anyway. Um, and so, uh, you know, he never, he never goes, you guys still are down with it. You're not too old for it just yet anyway. Um, and so I think we, we start with sort of an establishing shot, sort of an overhead, you know, uh, sort of scene of, of chaos as, as there are just dozens and dozens of, of kids sort of wandering around, um, on the ground and there's all these sort of cabins and, and large, uh, redwood trees uh in the area and you know pines and 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 whatnot and um there is a a big um sign that says uh declares that this is in fact big hooters campground and beneath that uh has been hung a banner that says welcome to owl camp 1980x and um we zoom down into uh, a, a bitchin' Camaro uh, where seated in the passenger seat is one plunger next to uh, Derek, his older brother, who is uh, currently listening and has been listening to uh, their latest, the, the Derek and the Dingleberries' latest release. Um, and he's and you know he he pops it out of the cassette player um and says yeah man so uh what do you think of the new stuff i as i told you um uh, the first time that you played it i love it i think it's brilliant i think you're a genius and uh also the same thing i told you on the 137th time that you've played it for me i still think that it's brilliant i still think you're a genius um unfortunately it's not my style i prefer uh you know, uh, synth music and the electronica, uh, as well as archaic musical forms. I'm still experimenting with some uh, 16th century Spanish uh, notation. I'm trying to uh, read so I can play it on the recorder. But in, in, in general, no, uh, rock and roll per se, Derek, as you're well aware, it's not entirely my thing. But I do think it's very cool to have such a bitchin' cool brother. Because if, if it wasn't for you, I would have been beaten senseless by now. Let's, let's just face it. Yeah, man, I know, I know, but hey, you know, well, just just keep it on the down low, right? But uh, I've been kind of working on a side project lately. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of more like a jazz thing. Hmm. 
Jazz, I feel that I could respect it, but uh, in, with all my other researches and studies, I've never had time to delve too deeply into it. Uh, perhaps I shall uh, tune in to uh, the local public radio station, which uh, I understand has uh, a, a jazz night. So that's very interesting. What's the name of this, this uh, jazz project? Have you come up with a name yet? Uh, no, but I'm, I've started learning all sorts of like new chords and stuff, uh, and like new progressions. Because I mean, you know, all my stuff right now is basically you know just like power chords, right? Um, and so uh, I'm trying to like you know get a little more sort of experimental, you know? Yes. Well, I'd advise you to steer clear of the circular seventh fifth. Uh, that particular conjunction of notes uh, does create some mind control, according to some sources. Uh, however, you would need six fingers, so I don't think we need to worry too much about it. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, don't have six fingers. Hey, what the hell is taking so long, man? He kind of like looks up ahead. Uh, you've been sitting in this... The line had been moving pretty reasonably uh, you know, up until this point. You know, kid just gets dropped off and the parent drives away. Kid, dro- you know, But you've kind of been sitting here... Uh, for a bit of time waiting at this point and uh, Derek just looks kind of confused and and some people behind you begin sort of honking a little bit Um, and that does seem to sort of propel uh, the line forward a bit and uh, you do eventually get up to the drop off point sounds like someone's making a terrible fuss in the line yeah well you know Things happen. Well, it reminds me a little too much of the parent pickup line at uh, Jupiter Springs uh, Junior High School. Uh, I've seen something like this before. I have my suspicions. But listen, brother, thank you so much, and uh, you, you'll don't forget to pick me up. You know. I'm, oh, of course, of course, yeah. Yes, I, I've I've set uh, the modem on my computer to call you and give you several reminders throughout the week. Uh, thanks, man. That probably won't be necessary, but it's appreciated. But anyway, man, have fun. Uh, I know you're really, you know, into the owl camp thing, so you know, have uh, have a great time, man. Very well. Thank you. Anyway, you, you were sort of released into the chaos of all these kids milling about and, and camp counselors hollering. Uh, if your last name begins with A through F, please get into line one. And you know, put their arms sort of directing into the direction of line one. H through N, please get into line two. I'm going to keep my eye on that line, by the way, not to interrupt, but I have my. I need to keep my eye out for my, uh, my partner. Yes. And o through Z, please get into line three. O, o through Z, line three. If you aren't sure what your name is, what you're doing here, or you have some other question, please get into line four. You know, and uh, so I assume you head in the direction of, of line two. Yes, I'll go. I'll go into my designated line like a plebeian, like a drone. <laughs> you see how this mind control starts early, even if even reached the owl camp. Of course, the subtleties of this will be lost on Dicky, who's going to be terrified without me there to guide him. I need to keep my eye out for him. And uh, all right, so we will uh, <laughs> rewind a, f- a few minutes, <clears throat> and uh, we uh, we see Dicky sitting in uh, the passenger seat of, you know, his mom's car. What kind of car do you think she drives? Station wagon. Yeah. Uh, that, like a total, I could totally see like a Woody 
like an 80s style woody wagon with like wood paneling and, and stuff. My family had one in the 80s. Yep, so, so did mine. We were like the, the Griswolds. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, you, she's, you know, you're progressing through the uh, queue line to get to the drop off point. And oh, she's, man. she's been berating, just constantly berating you with, with, you know, questions and making sure that you've got this and that and, you know, everything. And uh, I've got enough underwear. Are you sure, Dickie? Oh, I, I'm sure, Mother. Well, it would be terrible if you ran out of clean underwear, you know. I know, I've got way too much underwear, actually. So, don't worry about it. Do you have uh, the anti-diarrhea medication that uh, I got yeah, for you? Uh, I've got that hidden, because I don't want the other kids to know, but I, I sure brought it. I, don't worry. Well, there's nothing to be ashamed of, Dickie. Do you have the water purification tablets in case you get lost in the forest? Yes, I've got all that. Don't worry so much. Well, you know that uh, there are bears in these woods. Oh, I know all about bears and all the wilderness creatures. You know, I'm an expert, so you don't have to uh, concern yourself about that. Okay, well, uh, you know, uh, you're supposed to play dead, I believe, if it's a, if it's a black bear. Yes, is that, that, no, is that right, No, that's wrong. Oh. No, mother. If it's a black bear, you have to basically fight it off. Because only grizzly bears do you uh, play dead. It doesn't oh. work on black bears, mother. Oh, Dickie. Well, you can't fight a bear. Ba- 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 <laughs> Blair. <laughs> oh, Dickie, you can't fight a bear. Well, if I run, it'll get me. But if I stay and fight, I I might have a chance. You... Don't underestimate me, Mother. But Dickie, a bear is massive and weighs thousands of pounds. Yeah, but I have uh, been training. Uh, You don't even know, Mom. Uh, I don't want to bother you, though. I don't want you to be concerned, but um, some friends of mine, you know Chip. uh, He's taught me uh, some... It's safe, okay, so... But it's just, you know, self-defense, basically. Well, that chip, he seems like a rough, rough sort of character. I don't think he could fight a bear, though. Well, maybe not chip, but uh, I think I've uh, surpassed um, his skills and knowledge. Uh, But, yeah, chip is uh, from, you know... He's on. He's from the other side of the tracks, but don't worry. We're we're we've been um, really. Me and Plunge are good uh, for him. He's he's becoming more like us, and, uh, and he's uh, he's a good boy now. Well, okay. And at this point, uh, you know, people started getting impatient. A uh, couple horns sound behind you and and that seems to kind of startle your mother and she oh dickie well i guess you better get going yeah i I think it's time mother well have fun and then be safe and and uh you know uh well you know i just just don't don't get eaten by a bear nope i won't and i've got all the uh emergency contacts and i've got uh, all the uh first aid kits and all that stuff, uh, 
I am ready to go, and don't you worry. I think, uh, yeah, I better go now, Mom. All right, have fun, have fun, Dickie, and uh, uh, have fun with with your friend Plunger. All right, see you, Mom. And you are also turned loose uh, into the crowd where you get herded uh, off towards presumably line two as well, uh, as your name also falls into that range. And you get in that line, and you are joined very shortly by uh, Plunger. Oh, man. I'm so glad you made it to Al Camp, and you're not at Fat Camp. That's right. Uh, no, there will be no uh, Stout Oaks for me this year. Of course, I've traded places with Homer Hines. I need to make sure I'm in the right uh, line for letter H. Don't let me forget to do that, by the way. If I have a... I made a trade with him. Uh, we worked a little something out. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I gave him Derek's old mini bike, and I arranged for him to have a two-year subscription to Starlog Magazine. Yeah, interview interview with uh, Kurt Russell next month. Anyway, it's good to have you here. I assume your mother gave you the litany already. I can I assume this is why I was sitting, listening to my brother talk to me about freeform jazz in the car. Yeah, that was my mom, all right. She, she created a traffic jam, but... Uh, well, I got out of there, and uh, I actually brought you something. You did? Since I, I know that uh, you uh, wouldn't be able to because you were under the guise of going to fat camp. I procured some... Uh, you didn't. Some fluff. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I smuggled. I had to smuggle it myself in because even my mom was like, I, you know, saying I couldn't eat the stuff because I wasn't supervised. Uh, well, don't worry, I'll, super, I'll supervise you. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, that's going to be got great. one gonna... jar for me and one jar for you. A jar each? We are going to get so yeah. fluffed up. You know, what happens at our camp stays at our camp in terms of the fluff. Yeah. And uh, a tall kid uh, in the line in front of you, a uh, tall blonde kid, turns around and says, Did I hear right there? Now, you, do we got a couple fluff smugglers over here? Keep it down. Uh, uh, fluff, it's an acronym. It's an acronym. It's this little code we have. Don't don't worry about it. There's no fluff smuggling going on. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure that I heard that there was some illicit fluff going on. Well, but I'll, 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 it's none of my business now. Yeah, take, are you a fellow fluff aficionado, sir? I do appreciate some fluff from time to time. My What's your name, son? My name's Benny. Benny King. Is that the only name you go by? A strange nickname or anything? I myself go by Plunger. No, again, sort of a code name. Plunger? Yeah, oh, but... That's a strange sounding name to me. But, uh, don't get him confused with this other Plunger guy. This guy's name is Homer... Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Dicky, you were a lifesaver as usual. And it was the reason why I teamed up with you. I'm oh, sorry, this blonde stranger has discombobulated me. But uh, anyway, Mister Ben, uh, where do you hail from? I don't. I don't believe I've seen you at Owl Camp before. No, this is my first time at Owl Camp. Uh, we 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 relocated here recently from Charleston, South Carolina. I see. 
Um, and he looks like he's probably a, a little bit older. I was just going to say, ask him how old he is, but I think I can tell he's older. You're, you're certainly at the upper age range of the Al Camp uh, for this session. I imagine you'll be with the teens next year. Oh, I suppose that's probably true. Yeah. So, you're real into owls? Well, not so much. Uh, I mean, owls are cool and everything, but... I knew I'm it. Here. I knew well, you weren't here for the owls. I can spot someone who's just here for the camp life. Is that it? Well, was that an owl pun? Was it? I don't think so. I, I, I talk about owls so much, I don't know if it's pun or not. Well, the spotted owl. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, spotted owls are in these woods, of course. Uh, but they're endangered, you know, as you know. Well, I, I'm not an owl aficionado like yourself, Dickie, but uh, I think I'm probably here just to get, just to be out of my parents' hair, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes, that's how parents are. I didn't tell him my name. And he, he, well, your friend Plunger said, said your name, Dickie. <laughs> that's how I, I just, I mean, I just figured it out by osmosis, you know. Yes, wow, well, that's pretty impressive. Yes, that's pretty impressive detective work, actually. You've got a quick mind. Uh, was it Benny King? Is that what you said your name was? That's right, Benny King. Benny King. Oh, All right, Benny. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. As you. I wonder says. what cabin we're going to be assigned. And you find that out very shortly as uh, you get up to the front of the line and... Um, you know, they ask your name, and we don't have to role-play out the whole process, but uh, you get a, a lanyard with a, a name tag on it, um, and uh, Dickie and uh, Homer are assigned to the Northern Spotted Owl Cabin. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Sweet. 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 Yes. And uh, your new friend... Uh, Benny is assigned to the Great Horned Owl Cabin. And, um... Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So, uh... Just not very rare, of course. I mean, a dime a dozen, those Great Horned Owls, but not so much for the Spotted Owls. Indeed. And, uh, so you are, uh... free at that point to basically, uh... Go to your, uh, you're gonna you know, go put your stuff up, and, and basically there's nothing really to do until dinner because everybody's basically busy, you know, continuing to check everybody in and all this stuff. So you kind of have some free time, um, to maybe, you know, meet your, uh, bunk mates because there's, you know, the four to a cabin, and, uh, you guys got lucky to be assigned to, uh, this, the same one, but, um, you know, there's going to be two other kids in there with you, presumably. Well, let's get in there quickly and, and secure the uh, the best bunk. Now, I think yes. probably best if I sleep on the bottom bunk after last year's fiasco. Um, still sorry <laughs> about that sprained wrist. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I maybe I really probably should be going to to, to, to Stout Oaks now that we think about it. Well, uh, 
you, there's always uh, next summer. But this summer, it's all about Al Camp because, uh, you know, this is, uh, we're, we're growing, we're aging. This is uh, the, the time of our life. So what's appreciated? That's right. This is right. And, 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 hey, you're right. We've got to take Al Camp seriously. It's not just for any chump. Al Camp is for men. That's right. That's right. This is, this is uh, strictly for men, serious men. Now, did you? I assume you brought other supplies besides the uh, precious fluff. I, I brought my Polaroid camera in case we get uh, a look at the owlbear. I'm still working on that theory. And, yes, uh, uh, let's do some checks. Uh, okay. Um, okay. First of all, radio, check. Radio, check. Flashlight, check. Check. Swiss Army knife, check. Uh, I knew I didn't have one, but I knew you had one, so, yeah. That's good, that's good. Uh, Boy Scout field book, check. Um, I don't have that, but I have the owl identification uh, field guide, check. Well, for those of us who don't already have that committed to memory, I suppose we should probably uh, need it. Well, uh, it's mostly for... Uh, for other people to show them and prove that I'm right. Oh, yes, I see. I see. That makes so much more sense. And finally, uh, perhaps uh, not counting my conspiracy journal, uh, uh, the most important thing is I do have the uh, Druids of the Dragondale Core rulebook with the uh, Druid Master's Guide supplements in case we meet any fellow gamers here. Yeah, uh, I, I suppose uh, we can get in some games... Uh, but, you know, I brought some dice just in case. Um, That's good, because I forgot my dice. I can't believe myself. I, I should have myself committed. We might even be able to do some live-action role-playing. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. This is something I've been working on for quite some time. I've already developed uh, quite a few concrete ideas about this. So, um, let's see... Um did we mention uh, uh, binoculars? I, I brought uh, my uh, owl-watching binoculars. That's good. I knew you would, so I didn't need to bring mine. And I brought uh, my Fisher-Price cassette player, in case we need to record owl calls or whatever, or listen other, to with stuff. With some other evidence, such as the grunting and growlings of an owlbear. Well, oh, possibly. Um, I know... Owlbears certainly exist in fantasy realms. Uh, we'll have to see if they exist in these woods. I know we know about certain things that exist in these woods. That's true. That's true. Well, I don't even know if we should talk about it, but we all know. Well, did you? I assume you brought the laser gun. Actually, I, uh, that's something I was going to bring up with you. Um... I've retired, Laser Man, uh, for now. I think I've moved on. But don't worry, uh, I have uh, another tool, you could say, a weapon of sorts. Uh, it's the, uh, I will call the uh, Robot Claw. And uh, in case people don't know what I'm talking about, didn't have the uh, toy as I did in the 80s. It's just one of those... Uh, like a plastic arm and you hold one end and squeeze it and then it would close these like open and close these like pincher claw things yeah I think you can still get one like a Chuck E. Cheese for like yeah. 37 tickets <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm sure they're still around and uh, but they were definitely big in the 80s 
Well, the claw certainly has a bit more utility than the gun. But yeah, that's you, what I was thinking. Are you going with a whole change of secret identity? A rebranding, uh, as it were? Yes, I think so. Well, what's your new name going to be? Like Claw, well, claw Boy or what? Uh, man, uh, possibly. I'm working on uh, some uh, different names. Look, I haven't I've, decided on anything yet. I have to tell you, you know, as a partnership, I wish you had consulted me before making such a unilateral decision about one of our core character elements here. But, but on the other hand, you've got to be free. I'm a big believer in personal freedom. I am a libertarian, as you're well aware. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, now, um, oh yes, uh, a compass I have acquired... Check. Okay. okay. And Again, for those of us with, who are not born with absolute direction, I can <laughs> see where a compass would be useful. Yeah. And, um. Graham crackers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yes, and I, uh. think that's it. Oh, yeah. Well. Of course, I always carry this. But, uh. The evidence. Uh. Of, uh. What we saw flying off. Our Polaroid uh, camera uh, pictures of uh, the alien evidence of, well, UFO evidence. Yeah, you don't need to tell me. In fact, it's more, more than evidence in my mind, proof. But like so much other proof, it must, for the good of mankind, remain our secret for now. Yes, and I figured it's got to be on our person at all times in case... Uh, the men in black come looking for it. And you've got to be ready to defend that with your life. If you're going to be the custodian, with your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I uh, take it very seriously. That's good. I hope that they don't stick up with some real, you know, uh, terrible roomies here. And speaking of that, I imagine this sort of conversation and the sort of checklist and, you know, equipment cataloging going on as you're sort of slowly walking uh, towards your cabin, where you have now arrived, and uh, it appears to be occupied already. Well, well perhaps some people got here uh, a little earlier. I see. Well... Let's see. I we better. We have to share a bunk. I'm not sharing a bunk with someone else. Yeah, that would be very disturbing. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be able to work the situation out. Uh, well, hello, uh, roomies. I guess. Uh, yeah. So you 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 open the door and step into the cabin, and uh, you see uh, a, a kind of a skinny kid uh, laying on uh, one of the bunks with a book open, uh, reading it. Um, he's got a, uh, a distinctive green bag, uh, sitting on the bed next to him that looks like it has a, uh, uh, a helping hand, uh, character on it. Uh, apparently he's yeah. got a helping hand backpack from, from Cape, Cape City, City, of course. Cape City Comics, sure, sure. Right. Okay, check. That, that bodes well. That bodes well. And he just kind of looks up from his book and kind of gives you a little bit of a nod as you step in. And uh, on the uh, and he's on the bottom bunk on the on the left side of the room, and then on the bottom bunk on the right side of the room, there's a uh, kind of a, a little blonde kid who looks like he's probably a little bit younger than you. And uh, when you enter, he jumps up and and says, 
Oh, hey, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't like, um, um, I wasn't like, like calling dibs on, on the bottom bunk or anything. Like, if you, if one of you guys wants it, like, that's, that's cool. Like, I can, I can take one of the top, top bunks. Like, that, that's cool. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, Al Camp veterans, that's so, right. that's right. Uh, I think we, uh, Plunger, I think, well, I mean, um, well, um, uh, Homer, um, my name's Homer Hines, I go by Plunger. Yeah, but there's another plunger uh, that's uh, fat, uh, fatter, and uh, oh. he's at fat camp. There could be several plungers in existence, for all we know. Yeah, there's uh, multi-dimensions and uh, many plungers. That's correct. So, uh, so you're uh, you're 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 plunger then, and uh, what's your name? What's your name, dude? Dickie Newton. Dickie Newton. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm Elliot, uh, I'm Elliot, and, uh, uh, that's DJ over there, uh, uh, but he doesn't talk much. Hmm. Well, I can see he's a man who appreciates, uh, a good Cape City comic. That's one thing I didn't even bring, because I didn't think we would even get time to get to that with all the other stuff we're doing. Yes, no, yeah, I, I agree totally. Elliot, yes, you should probably take the bunk above DJ, because uh, I should definitely be on the bottom, and Dickie and I have been long-term bunk mates. It just wouldn't be out camp without Dickie on top of me. Yeah, okay, well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, no problem, no problem, dude. And he uh, grabs his bag and, and climbs up to the top bunk above DJ. Look at the little fellow. I bet it's your first summer at out camp, isn't it, Elliot? Yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited. I've never been. I've never been to to Owl Camp. I've never even even seen an owl. So so uh, what? Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. You've never even seen an owl. Well, I mean, I've seen like pictures, but I mean, not, not like in real life. Gentlemen, well, we have an owl virgin. <laughs> well, if I could go back to when I hadn't seen an owl, and then I saw my owl, an owl for the first time, I'd give anything. Yeah, we we envy you. We envy you. Your your lack of experience. What about you, DJ? Is this your first time at Owl Camp? Uh, he looks up from his book. Uh, no, I've been. I was here last year. Hmm. It didn't make your acquaintance last year. No, hmm. you must have stuck to yourself. Yes, yes, yes. I, I normally do. Normally do. If you don't mind me asking, what uh, what book is so engrossing? What's that you've got there? Uh, and he holds it up, uh, holds it up, and it's uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, okay. I think we're gonna get along just fine. We've got Helping Hand. We've got some Tolkien. We've got we've got a Virgin. We've got like a cool loner dude here. I think this is gonna be a good summer. This is shaping up to be a great out camp. It's gonna be the best. It's gonna be the best out camp ever, gentlemen. Dickie, I think we can uh, afford to be a little bit generous in this moment. Who wants to get a little bit fluffed up? Okay. Uh, kid, I'm gonna... Uh, how old are you? Uh, 10? 11? I don't know. How I didn't, I didn't make up that part. I don't know. <laughs> 10, 11 sounds about right. It'd be yeah, you look about 10 to me. You look about 10. Yeah, you look about 10. So, what I'm about to bring out of my backpack and show you has to remain here in this cabin. No one else can know. Is it a porno? No, it's better than that. (laughs) Uh, And I... Okay, so this is called Marshmallow Fluff. 
and uh, it's very potent. And um, I think um, you better take it easy for your first time. I'm assuming you're a virgin at this as well. Yeah, just give him a little taste. Just a little taste. Yeah. I think a spoonful is all it'll take, and uh, you'll be <laughs> <laughs> bouncing off the uh, rafters. <laughs> How about you, DJ? Care for a little fluff? Uh, I guess I'll try it. Mm, try, it on uh, a gram, try it on a graham cracker. You look like a graham cracker, man. Yeah, there, you can uh, spread it on graham crackers. I think he can handle it. I, I think I think DJ looked like he can handle just about anything. Okay, let's uh, divvy up. Uh, so you uh, you hand out some uh, marshmallow fluff. Uh, so you're gonna put it on a cracker for DJ, which he eats, and he looks like he approves. He kind of not bad, not bad. He says, mm-hmm. um, but Elliot, uh, or you could just give him like literally a spoon, like a, a spoonful on a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he he eats it, and he kind of looks around. Uh, he's like, "Well, okay, that's really good. Um, when when's it gonna kick in?" Well, um, in a little bit, I think. Uh, maybe maybe you have a, a weird body or something. It does require a somewhat sophisticated palate to truly appreciate the subtleties of the sugar high that is marshmallow fluff, but you must give some time to, for it to metabolize, young one. Young grasshopper. Yeah, and um, sometimes you'll uh, be uh, fluffed up and not even know it. Uh, so it's a very subtle change, and uh, and you have to be uh, aware. You have to be uh, self-conscious, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's working. I think I'm starting to feel... Oh, yeah. I think I'm starting to feel fluffed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's good, because if you're going to go out and hunt the owlbear with me later, you're going to have to have all your energies with you. I'm not saying it's going to happen tonight, but I'm going to be doing a little owlbear hunting. I assume that you gentlemen have heard the local legend of the owlbear. Uh... No? Isn't that like a Druids of Dragondale monster or something? <sighs> yes, it is. But in, in truth, an actual owlbear was created by the United States Army. Uh, this was 1978, I believe. And uh, it was... Uh, there were some uh, strange things during the uh, Vietnam conflict that our soldiers witnessed over there. Perhaps something akin to a werebat, as uh, noted in some reports. But... Uh, no, actually, the uh, owlbear was uh, created by the Army. It was escaped from a chemical facility in Oregon and is rumored to be haunting this area. Uh, it's been responsible for several deaths, and there have been several sightings, and I'm uh, planning on uh, keeping my eyes open for it. That's all. That's all. Surely you've heard about this. What about you, DJ? You've never heard of the owlbear of the Tiloa Pines? Uh, No. Well, you stick with us. Stick with us. We'll open your eyes to a world you never imagined. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially when we're out hiking. Uh, of course, you know about the buddy system, but I think uh, more the more the better, the safer. Uh, especially with uh, people like us, uh, 
um, because you know you don't never know what's out there in those woods. You could get eaten alive. Yes, we've got to stick together. You know, we're like a party of adventurers. Like DJ, he's clearly the elf, right? I'm, of course, the wise wizard. Uh, um, no, I'm uh, Wendell Woolbeard, of course, always, and, and uh, I'm a druid, but he's really—I mean—he's basically a wizard. Well, we won't split hairs. My point is, we need to stick together, and uh, we have our little halfling now here. Young Elliot. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, we'll stick together. It's just uh, all for one, one for all cabin buddies. Do you, re- do you really think that there's an owlbear in Tuloa Pines? I, I don't just think there's an owlbear. I'm quite uh, convinced of it. Here, yes. let, me, let me show He's you certain something. certain of it. I'm a little bit more skeptical, but I'm willing to entertain the idea. And I'm going to take out my conspiracy journal and show him, like, newspaper clippings of... Uh, you know, missing hikers and some stories like that. It may or may not. They're they're just so tangentially related to it, but in Plunger's mind, you know. And uh, there's like sketches of the owlbear, um, sample of a little tiny envelope. Sample looks like dirt in a little envelope is glued into the journal that supposedly got some scat, you know, of an owlbear, but uh, might just be a dirt clod. Who knows? And uh, I show all that to uh, to Elliot. And DJ, if DJ pays attention, but he doesn't seem like he probably cares that much. No, he he is more interested in, in his book. But uh, Elliot is enamored and seemingly terrified uh, of the of this. I mean, he he clearly, as you know, you're an older kid, you know, so he, uh, you know, be, is willing to believe whatever you're saying and and. Well, I mean, that, that's pretty scary, man. I, I, I hope we don't run into that thing. Oh, well, there's every chance that we will, despite Dickie's skepticism. Well, uh, and, and if that happens, uh, we all better be prepared. Uh, we better set traps, actually. Um, that was what I was going to do uh, if I get any free time. Set uh, some booby traps around uh, camp. Not too close to the cabins, of course. We need to get out where the uh, the, the owlbear might, uh, where it, its habitat might be. It's not going to be too close to the uh, camp area. No, I, I agree, I agree. Of course, uh, it's like a buffet here right now, though, so you never know. Yeah, if it gets really hungry, it might come in at night and... Uh, eat some kids and then go back into the woods. That's right. You know, if it gets into this cabin, they always go for the little ones first. Now Plunger's just being a dick. <laughs> uh, it pleases well, him hey, a little bit to yeah. You'll be you, you guys. You guys know what to do, right? I mean, you you can you can you you can you you can fight it off or or, or something. I mean, maybe, right? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, check this out. And he's gonna bring out his uh, robot claw. Cool. Yep. Uh, totally uh, doubles the arm length. Yeah, and I almost forgot about these. Uh, I didn't write them on my character sheet, but I would have them. And I, I've got the nunchucks. Oh yes, yeah. Of course. And, I, and I pull them out, and I do some. You know, like I swing them around, like like he swings them around, like he knows what he's. He's a serious look on his face. <laughs> he's just waving it around. But you know, you mean yes. I have plenty of combat skills. Thank you. I've been trained. Been trained by actual, actual uh, martial arts experts. Dude, are you are you like a ninja? <laughs> a ninja. 
No, I'm something far beyond a ninja. My we friend. know a ninja. We do know a ninja. We got we know somebody with with excellent ninja skills. Unfortunately, Al Camp was not really for them, and uh, apparently, well, apparently they rather go vampire hunting. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, you call it vampire hunting. I don't think he uh, thinks of it like that. But we... well, I'm speaking very ironically. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> There's some Anne Rice vampirism going on there, I'll tell you that much. But I will say, uh, Plunger, uh, since I am uh, older than you, um, I am going through some changes, and um, I'm going to have my eyes not just on the owls this summer. Uh, I will be keeping an eye out on the lovely ladies as well. Well, at least you're not artificially darkening your, your arm and leg hair still. I was never doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, the sun bleached him, and you can't see him anymore. Listen, I, I am not, I'm no stranger to the softer sex. As, you, as you're well aware, I carry on a romantic correspondence with actress Kim Field, who plays Tootie on The Facts of Life. I've shown you the letters she sent me, the photograph of herself. I think that's uh, your uncle or something. <laughs> that was just, that, I cannot think of anything more disturbing. But uh, no, that doesn't, that doesn't uh, tally. That doesn't match. I, I, do have a, I do have an uncle who is in, uh, incarcerated, but not for anything like that. And, and that's a whole other story. My, you've told me all about your uncle and all his exploits and all that. Yeah, I won't bother you with that right now. So, uh, <clears throat> you, uh, you have these sort of, uh, you know, conversations um, in the cabin. And uh, DJ just doesn't, I mean, he just doesn't seem to be paying attention to anything but his book. But, uh, Elliot is just engrossed by everything Plunger says, seemingly. And, uh, you know, he's kind of almost a little bit annoying and sort of like asking questions. And I'm not really role-playing that out too much because we're taking up a lot of time. I didn't want to, uh, you know, take up too much more. But, but you know, you know the type where he's like, oh, oh, man, really, you know, you... So you have a friend who's a ninja, and like, and, and you know, and and your uncle's in jail. Like, what did you? Oh my gosh, what did he do? And you know, just well, all that kind of stuff. Not what he did; it's something he knows, and that's all we're going to say. And uh, but eventually, uh, it becomes time for the dinner bell, which rings. Uh, apparently, they've gotten uh, everybody pretty much checked in, and of course. As veterans of Owl Camp, you know that uh, this means that uh, all of the campers need to head to the Great Grey Owl Hall uh, and get in line. I mean, it's just a, it's a giant sort of cafeteria, basically. Um, so you just line up and you get in line, and when you get up there, they slap, you know, some meatloaf and mashed potatoes and green beans in this tray and hand it over to you. And, well, I was uh, hoping for Salisbury steak, but uh, meatloaf is uh, 
Oh, so pretty good. It's an acceptable substitute. Yeah. Salisbury steak is gonna be. Uh, what is it? What? Two two nights from now. Two nights from now. Salisbury steak night. There you go. Good to know. Good to know. Mark that on the calendar. And so you are handed your uh, trays of, of meatloaf and such, and a little carton of uh, milk, like you know, elementary school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you could choose white milk or chocolate milk, of course. Uh, well, do you even need to ask? Of course I choose chocolate milk. <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean, everybody does. Every, listen, chocolate milk is actually much, much better for you. It's a complete lie. It's a conspiracy yeah. led by the white milk producers. Yeah. It contains more vitamins and minerals. Absolutely true. In fact, I would go so far as to call white milk unhealthy. And uh, you... Uh, so I assume sit down together, and of course Elliot uh, grabs a, a seat near you guys. Um, you don't know you don't know where DJ is. He's off by himself, probably. Um, but uh, as you're sitting there starting to eat, um, another kid comes and sits down. Or, or, well, a fam- another familiar kid sits down near you guys and, and says. Oh, meatloaf, eh? Well, I guess you can't win them all. No, you can't. Uh, good evening, Mr. King. How are, you, how are you finding your cabin? Well, it's all right now. I can't say I, I, I got too lucky with my cabin mates, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we, we hit the jackpot. Yeah, we got some great... Uh, we got some great. We got a really cool one. He's not here because he's that. He's that's how cool he is. You know, he's just so cool. He's he's, he's, uh, he's beyond these sort of social gatherings. But uh, you yourself seem like quite a gregarious fellow. Yeah, that that uh, bunkmate uh, uh, DJ. He kind of uh, reminds me of Chip a little bit. A little bit, except he's almost like better because he's really interested in all that stuff. You know, Chip. We had to really cajole and pull him and push him, but you know, it's like. Uh, Chip's like a almost like zero nerd quality at all, you know. This kid's but got like does, a good thirty percent nerd quality. But we've rubbed off on Chip. Uh, he was already in the comics, although uh, only had a very limited knowledge. Uh, we've expanded that greatly. That's true. Listen, and nobody. Uh, go, go ahead. Dick. Yes, we even played a game of Druids of Dragondale. Yes, we did. But listen, no one loves uh, Chip more than I do. But uh, fact remains, if you had a chance. To be at Al Camp, or to be going down to Sacramento to visit a girl, which would you pick? You'd be here at Al Camp. I know you would. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Chip, Chip, uh, maybe moving on. I really counted on his help with the owlbear, but... I'm sorry, did you say owlbear? Oh, so you're familiar with the owlbear of Taloa Pine. Nobody knows about the Albear of Tolola Pines, except for us. Well, being new to the area, I can't say I've ever heard of it, but do tell. Well, uh, I've told this story a lot recently, but uh, no, the government, the United States government, the army, to be specific, did create an Albear, which is a mutant cross between an owl and a bear. Uh... During the Vietnam War, uh, towards the latter half, actually, it wasn't actually created until 1978, but the tests began earlier, uh, uh, based on some supposed uh, lycanthropic activity on the part of North Vietnam. 
Anyway, this uh, Albert uh, escaped from uh, Oregon's Umatilla Chemical Depot in 1978 and is currently living in the vicinity. And I wish I only wish I brought my conspiracy journal so I could show you various newspaper clippings that prove beyond any reasonable doubt uh, my story. Although some people remain very skeptical, I'm hoping to get some uh, solid evidence of the Albert here at El Camp. Well, I might very much like to see that notebook now. That sounds quite interesting to me. Well, it's sort of uh, um, need-to-know information. Uh, We don't just divulge this information lightly. Uh, So I think uh, if you want to know more, we have plenty to uh, show you. Uh, uh, We have some photographic evidence, that's all I'm saying, of... Not of the Elbear, but of something else. But uh, don't worry about that. Um, you're going to have to earn our trust. Uh, I'll just say it. Um, and uh, so if you can do that, you'll have uh, uh, top secret clearance. Well, I would very much like to earn your trust. So perhaps I could let you in on a little secret of mine. Oh, please. Okay. Do tell. Do tell. What would you say if I told you that vampires are real? Well, say finally, somebody knows the truth. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, we've been trying to tell everyone about the real-life dangers of vampires, but nobody will listen. And now you're saying you actually know the truth. You you believe that they're real? Oh, Dickie, I know they're real. He says with a knowing smile. Well, now you're certainly being very coy. What's that? What's this all about now? Are you dating a vampire? Because we've already got one friend who's dating a vampire. Well, I told you I'd let you in on a little secret. I, I can't give away all the details. No, I wouldn't expect that. Until we've earned reciprocal trust. Yeah, touche, touche. Well... You certainly can't be the vampire because we've seen you out in the daylight. Unless, of course... Of course, it's the dreaded uh, daywalker. daywalker. Egyptian daywalkers. You know. <clears throat> well, you know well, all about it, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, we have ex- some experience. Well, yes, we do, in fact. But, uh... Tell me... Uh, without, uh perhaps earned earned enough trust yet to uh for you to share this with me but uh you you say you have personal first-hand knowledge are you insinuating sir that you yourself are uh man i wish i had a mirror um yeah well just spit it out are you a bloodsucker he just grins coyly at you Oh, man. Okay, well, I'll take that as a yes. Yes, we're going to take that as a, as a yes. Listen, bloodfucker, we don't want any trouble with you. <laughs> oh, I'm not here to cause any trouble. You better keep your distance. We, As you know, we are familiar with all your weaknesses. That's right. Now, the funny thing about that is... The folklore and the stories, they don't always get it right. 
Well, you don't have to tell me. Yes, I mean, it's not like we are just going off the basic uh, beginner's guide to vampires. We've we've gone deeper, and so we we can distinguish between what is folklore and what's actually real. So yeah. don't you try anything. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm still not certain that whether you're actually a vampire, or whether you just claim to be a vampire. Perhaps you would uh, allow and yourself to be subjected to certain proof. Well, what, what do you think will constitute proof? And by the way, I never did answer the question. Uh, but you're certainly insinuating. Yeah, um, I think. Um if he was a real vampire, I don't know why he would tell us. Well, it could be that he's just seen the Lost Boys one too many times. Yeah, it, it is a good. Uh, I think there's not too many times to see <laughs> to see it, but uh, yes, it's uh, maybe he's uh, influenced by what he's seen on on the on the big screen. Yes, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to be a vampire in some circles, but I I ha- take the Peter Cushing approach to vampires. Usually, the best vampire is a dead vampire. Safer that way. Well, it could be that I just picked up on your mm, conspiratorial leanings and <clears throat> thought I'd just put a thought in your head. Well, how sociopathic of you. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, I'm going to get back to my meatloaf. Um, and uh, me and my friend are, are just uh, going to continue our private uh, conversations. And uh, as you guys <clears throat> do that, they begin taking a roll call. Uh, you know, calling everybody's name out, and uh, when uh, I mean, we won't go through through it, obviously, um, but of course they call out Homer Hines. Um, oh, oh, here, here, present, and uh, you hear DJ's voice say "present" when they uh, say the name Dale Johnston. Dale Johnston. That's the mysterious DJ. Yeah, you know, um, Dale Johnston. That's the name of Pale Dale. Oh, is it? Yeah. It is. So he could be. Maybe he's Dale Johnston Jr. Is he PD Jr.? Is he the namesake of the famous sandwich, the PD Jr.? Well, you could walk over and go ask him if you were so inclined. That's true. That's true. Well, that, is that Benny King still around here? Uh, he's sitting with you. Uh, still sitting with you. He's finishing up his meatloaf. Okay. Well, Mr. King, it's been lovely chatting with you. We have some. My friend and I have some business to uh, to go over, but uh, we shall meet again, and the dance shall continue been a long time since I've met a mind worthy of my own. Very well. I, I look forward to 
seeing you, you boys, tonight around the campfire. Count on it. Count on it. That was a good line. Listen, Dickie, sometimes I feel like I just, like, uh, I've either met one of my greatest friends or I've met my greatest nemesis. I, I don't know yet. There's something about that Benny King that disturbs me with his blonde hair. Yeah, that I makes don't... me really happy because that is exactly what I was hoping to yeah. achieve. <laughs> He's like the anti-plunder. <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't mo- trust him either. Kind of reminds me of this creepy guy I saw when I went to visit my uncle at Hardgate Penitentiary. Oh, sort of has a creepy vibe. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was also... Uh, I was trying to make him sound a bit like yeah. Stroker. Yeah, yeah. Stroker. Probably Stroker Jr., for all we know. But a vampire, I don't know. He seems a little free with that information if he is one. And if he is just effing with me, as he seems to say he is, then again, how sociopathic of him. Well, um, we could, uh, at night, or when he's, uh, you know, away from his cabin, we could... Could uh, sneak in and find some evidence to uh, help us figure out whether he really is a vampire or not. Yes. Perhaps Ben King will find himself uh, the subject of a little investigating as well. Well, it sounds like you have uh, a couple options. You could uh, approach DJ and talk to him about, uh, you know, his uh, parentage, um, or this. Right now would probably be a pretty darn good time if you were going to rummage through uh, uh, Benny's cabin to uh, to do that because everybody's here. Yes, that's true, but such choices. You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to split up. Okay, yeah. Uh, we I, maintain radio contact at all times. Yes, that's an imperative. Which, which job are you going to take? Well... I guess it was my idea to to uh, sneak into the cabin. That's right. Plus, you're so, you're a little more stealthy. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, I all, all seventy three pounds of you. I can definitely uh, uh, walk on my tippy toes without stubbing them. I'm stubbing the toe. Yes. Yes. Well, I'll talk to DJ then and get and uh, see if he's truly a member of the uh, Pale Jail franchise. All right. Maintain radio contact at all times. All right. right. So uh, I think uh, I think we'll start with with uh, with Dickie, who uh, leaves the uh, the mess hall. As soon as he's yeah. on this mission, though, he's in his uh, you know stealth mode. So he'll yeah. be doing unnecessary. Movements and all that. <laughs> yeah, like a somersault across an open space, you know. As yeah. yeah, totally. So uh, Dickie leaves the Great Grey Owl Hall and uh, heads to the Great Horned Owl Cabin. Uh, obviously, since he knows that's where Benny King is staying. And uh, you enter... Uh, and uh, you see on one of the beds is a uh, a bag uh, with the logo of the University of South Carolina on it. So that seems like a pretty safe bet. 
to be Benny's stuff. Yep. That would be it. I've... Plunger, come in. Avenging Condor. Oh, yes, uh, this is... Bot Boy. Uh, I've got... Uh, I've infiltrated the target's cabin. I'm going to look for evidence now. Very good. Bot Boy. Over Bot Boy. By the way, we need to discuss that name, but we'll discuss it later. (laughs) So, uh, I take it you, uh, go through what is what must be Benny's bag. Yep. And you find, uh, you know, some snacks, a flashlight, um, various... Mm-hmm. Vampires don't eat snacks. Bits, pieces. Well, unless no. he's evolved. Um, but you, but the one thing, one thing you do find that you've not seen before or heard of is there's this large book that it's like a soft cover book, um, and it's got. Uh, You know, some like art on the cover, um, but the title is what really catches your attention, and it's uh, it's called Wampir, the Mass Mass Charade. Wampir, the Mass Charade. V a m p y r. Yes, the Mass Charade. And it's, it seems to be you like flip through it. It seems to be like a, a how-to guide to LARP as a vampire. Like, it looks like a game, a LARP game for a vampire. Mm, a jackpot. Uh, I'm going to take out my um, Polaroid camera from my backpack and um, take some uh, shots of the, the book. Just, you know, pretending they're kind of like schematics, you know. <laughs> flipping through and uh, taking pictures of each page. and oh Well, probably not each page, but... Uh, at least the cover and the back and and you know maybe a couple from the from the inside okay um and uh <clears throat> you know you you flip through it, it it details different types of vampires you can be you know there's like the punk rock vampires and the preppy vampires and whatever um but i i don't know if you want to take pictures of all that it doesn't really matter and <laughs> to any, I mean, this is not relevant, to, particularly, but just to anyone listening. Yes, I know that actually came out in the the Vampire the Masquerade came out in 1991. But I, you know, whatever. This is Vampire the Masquerade, right? It's exactly. a completely different thing. So well, anyway, you just you, like Jewels uh, of Dragondale came out before Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, of course, got all the glory. But Jewels of Dragondale was created first. So you get uh, several Polaroids of the contents, and I assume you know we put the book back in the bag and uh, mm-hmm. leave, you know try to make it appear as though it has been untouched. And while that is happening, um, Plunger, you approach DJ, who is finishing up his meatloaf. Yes, uh, DJ, uh, I couldn't uh. help uh, but overhear uh, 
on the intercom, uh, Dale Johnson. Are you any relation to Pale Dale? My friend and I were just curious. Uh, yeah, that's kind of why I go by DJ. I see, I see. So, you don't like it when people call you uh, the DJ Junior, then? I mean, well, that Junior's my dad. Uh, I'm, I'm technically the third. Oh, I the third. So, so, very interesting, very interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, I have some personal experience with the saga of uh, Pale Dale, but uh, we, we needn't get into all that right now. Uh, well, that, that is very interesting. Uh, so did you enjoy the meatloaf then? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good, actually. That's good, that's good. You know, it's interesting, my uh, my older brother actually, uh, worried, until very recently, he worked at uh, Pale Dale for a long time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever meet a guy named Derek by any chance? He was a dishwasher for a while, moved up to fry cook. Of course, now he's uh, he's a full-time musician, of course. But yeah, uh, no, I don't, I don't, never heard of him. Um, my like, my dad's not really in the business. Like, it's, he kind of got out of it. Um, it's most of my grandma and aunt that that, yeah. that run the place now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, well, thank you for satisfying my curiosity. And I guess we'll be seeing you around the cabin later. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I'm probably going to skip the campfire stuff and just go back and read. I'm not really into that scary story stuff. Well, you know, certain parts of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy I find uh, quite scary in certain places, but uh, if you're, I can understand getting uh, deeply into uh, the book, if that's what you're doing, but I would still encourage you to come by. You may find some information that could save your life. Uh, you know, I'll think about it. All right, then. See you later, Rumi. This is Avenging Condor calling Bot Boy. Over. This is Bot Boy. Go ahead. Yeah, he's totally Pale Dale's the third. He's not Junior. He's the third. And the, the grandmother and aunt run the business. He's not. He doesn't seem very connected. The third, like he's the grandson? Yeah, he's the grandson of Pale Dale. Of course, I didn't tell him about finding his grandfather's body in the freezer underneath school or any of that stuff that we've been through. I just thought that would be rude in the circumstances. Well, yeah. Uh, I've got information. Uh, well, I, I will relay it to you in person. Yeah, let's um, meet by the place of the thing where we met that time. Yeah, that, that exact spot. That exact spot. All right. Well, you guys meet up at the place by the thing. I would say... Um, uh, Prospector Pond. That's a Prospector Pond. We yeah. haven't used that yet. No. Prospector Pond. All right. So you meet up at Prospector Pond to. Uh, sure, I'm sure it's nearby. It's not too. It's not like way out. Not in, too far. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Short. You know. Short. Short five ten minute hike probably. Of course, when Plunger gets there, he's all... <laughs> Aren't you glad you're not at fan ca- a fat camp right now? You'd be doing laps. That's right, I know. I can just hear that guy chasing me around. Anyway. So, what'd you find out? Well, I'll show him the uh, Polaroids that I took. Of course. He's a LARPer. 
he's just a very committed gamer. I can actually respect this. He's not. He he won't break character. You see? Yeah, very impressive. I wonder if we should get in on this uh, on this vampire uh, business. Provided I am allowed to play as Doctor Otto von Hammer, the feared vampire hunter. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can, and, uh... I mean, I don't know if a provision is made within the rules for playing Vampire Hunter, if I've, I'm not familiar with the game Wampire the Masquerade. I think, uh, I will play a good vampire, um, half vampire, half robot, um, Interesting. and... Interesting, <laughs> Uh, and, uh... We'll just uh, uh, join in on his little game. He doesn't even need to know. <laughs> oh, we'll, I see. We'll if beat him at that game. We'll beat him at his own game of, uh, yeah. We'll fuck with him back a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I just used oh. that word. I, I can't remember. I'm just a kid. <laughs> yeah, you're just a kid. Those are, that's an adult word. <laughs> well, it's actually a fool's word. My uncle always told me it's the first... If the only adjective you can think of is F and this and F and that, then you're of a small mind. That's why I belong to the uh, Shakespearean insult BBS on my <laughs> computer. All right, so uh, after you guys have met up at Prospector Pond and exchanged uh, your intelligence, it is getting a bit late and time for the traditional campfire. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's 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 not everybody shows up. Uh, DJ didn't seem like he was likely to come, and um, you know, it it, it it you know, it's very casual. You can show up and, and have some s'mores and, and go back to your cabin. I mean, it's you know, not not real formal, um, but uh, you wander over there, and. Uh, there's quite a few people, you know, with marshmallows on sticks and stuff, and um, look at nice them with their look at them with their marshmallows on sticks, uh, amateurs. Yeah, it's a poor substitute poor for substitute. the fluff. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, Benny is seated uh, on a bench, um, you know, with his stick in the fire, charring a, a marshmallow. And as you approach, uh, he says. Well, I'm glad you could make it. Yeah, I, well, I look forward to the uh, campfire and the uh, scary stories very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, me too, me too. Well, one of you boys got a scary story? Oh, I think we could uh, tell a few. I think we could oblige you. The only question is who is going to tell the story? I have a very short story that I could tell you. I could tell all of you. If you'll all just gather around. I'll keep it brief in case my colleague has a tale. This takes place in a little town nearby that many of you know called Jupiter Springs. It happened in the late 1970s to a young lady by the name of Stephanie. A busty young teenage girl who decided to earn some extra money by taking a job babysitting. So... She put out an ad on the bulletin board at the local supermarket, and very soon she got a phone call, and she showed up at this house to do a babysitting gig, and there was a gentleman there, and it was a very nice house, 
and he welcomed her in and he said listen i have to have only one rule tonight uh while you're babysitting please don't touch anything i was a film executive in hollywood and i have a lot of uh, movie memorabilia around the house so just don't mess with it because a lot of it's expensive and rare and if you broke it they would be awkward so stephanie says that's no problem sir and then she she met the two young ones uh liza and daisy they had a good time they played a little monopoly uh she has a phone number where she could call the dad in case there was a problem but there didn't seem to be any problem and uh he had told her that uh, if she watched tv that she should watch tv in his home theater downstairs it was very nice the only other tv he had was in the bedroom and he'd appreciate it if she didn't go in his bedroom so after the children were in bed she went downstairs and she'd been appreciating a lot of the film memorabilia that was around and she began trying to watch television in the home studio and there was a statue in the corner of a clown, and it was very disturbing. Every time she'd get into the program, she would look over, and the clown would be staring at her. And it disturbed her so much, even though she felt a little silly about it, she took a, a throw, a, a little uh, quilt that was lying on the edge of the couch, and she walked over and covered up the clown statue with it. And she went back to watching television again. And then she heard a rustling, and she looked over, and the blanket had fallen off of the clown statue. She began to feel a little disturbed at this point. Very embarrassed, she went upstairs, and she got on the telephone in the kitchen, and she called the dad, and she said, Listen, sir, would you mind too much if I just watch TV in your room? Because uh, you have that clown statue down there, and it's really freaking me out. And there was a long pause on the end of the line, and then the dad said, You listen to me, Stephanie. You get my kids, and you get the hell out of my house. I don't have a clown statue. Well, I think that was pretty good. Uh, I'd tell you, I'd tell you mine, but I think I'll save it for another time, perhaps. But it, mine takes place right here in, in Tolowa Pine. Mm. Well, so does mine. All right, you might want to gather round. Um, so it happened on a night just like this, uh, not too long ago. In these woods, the three uh, heroic boys are named um, Ricky and Skip and um, Blunger, and they went into a cave, and there was a they heard a growl, but that didn't scare them off, and they went deeper and deeper. They heard another growl, and then they saw it. The creature from the cave, it was gross. It was, it was, uh, the, it was all oh, just, it, it was, oh, I can't even describe it. It was so bad. This creature, it was, uh, it was so scary, and, uh, it was, there was, uh, blood everywhere, and, uh, dead bodies, and, uh, and, and these kids, though, they stood their ground, and, uh, they shot it with lasers, and, uh, they hit it with nunchucks, and, uh, and throwing stars, and, uh, and they thought they killed it. Uh, they are pretty sure. And then, um, one year later, the creature 
came back. And the creature, uh, and then he left, but then he might have come back. (laughs) (laughs) And he could be out here in the woods right now, watching us and waiting until one of us is alone. And then he's going to eat us all. I mean, eat that guy. And then eat us all. And that's it. So, better be careful, kids. Well, that sounds almost as scary as that owlbear. Yeah, well, oh, man, you think uh, who would win in the fight between owlbear and the creature from the cave? Creature from the cave, well, I mean, I, if, if, uh, I think creature from the cave possibly, hands down. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah creature from the cave, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It was pretty scary. Even though, well, we don't know anything about that, do we? No, I mean, I'm not even sure why you're telling this story. This is... Well, yeah, it's probably not real. Those uh, yeah, those kids, no yeah. one could be that heroic, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he made that story up. I just, everybody, he made it up. Um, I have a, a, it sounds authentic, but trust me, it's not. All right. Well, if you say so. We'll just have to hear. Yeah, we'll just have to hear your story another time, as you promised. There'll yeah, be more f- campfires. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, I'm afraid it's getting a bit late for me to tell mine, but perhaps another time. I think I'm going to retire now to my cabin. Thank you for sharing your stories, gentlemen. I'll be seeing you. Mm-hmm. And um, you better. Uh, uh, sleep uh, and upside down or in a coffin. Uh, of course, I'm just reminding you. Yeah, be careful <laughs> no wooden stakes fall from the ceiling and accidentally land in your heart. Because uh, uh, we might know a little something about that. Uh, I might not just be a robot... Uh, let's just say, uh, I'm also a friend of the night. Uh, so, uh, Now, are you claiming to be a cyber vamp? I didn't say that. He never said that. No, and just as well, I've that was never, strongly implied. Just as I've never claimed to be a vampire hunter that you've probably heard of by the name of Dr. Otto Von Hammer. I've taken this guise as a child, or maybe I haven't. These are all things for us to wonder about. You you go back to your cabin and you sit with that. Mm -hmm. Something to think about as you drift off to sleep. Otto Von Hammer. That is a good name for a vampire hunter. He says as he walks off towards his cabin. It's a great name. It's a great multi-purpose name. Big believer in it. There's still something that bugs me about that guy. Maybe he's a simple LARPer, or maybe he's not. Yeah, maybe that's uh, just his, uh, you know, his excuse. In case he gets caught, he'll say, Oh, I'm just I'm LARPing, just LARPing. It's I'm all. just LARPing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can always mm-hmm. claim to be, if he is an Egyptian daywalker, which obviously if he's a vampire, he's an Egyptian daywalker, which he already knows all about. So, anyway, that one bears watching. That's all I'm saying. One of many mysteries we need to solve this season at Al Camp. 
Hey, uh, hey, Dicky, what was that? That story you told about the monster in the cave? Oh, was that, was that true? Don't you worry your little head about that. It's, it's, uh, you don't need to worry. Uh, you're safe. But, but uh, that was you, right? You and 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 Plunger and 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 your other friend. Can you keep a secret? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it was totally us. Dude, that's really scary. Elliot says as you guys are walking back towards your cabin. Yeah, and let me tell you, when he says secret, he means double dodecatuple secret. Do you understand? Yes. You're beyond top secret. This is level, uh, majestic level clearance. Majestic level clearance. Yeah, well, I'm not, you know, not going to tell nobody, okay? I promise. Not yeah. Even, not even when they torture you? You're, you're going to have nightmares, I think. And you're going to probably speak in your sleep and and ta- and and, and uh, reveal the secret. So uh, you better uh, um, sleep uh, with your nightlight or something. Yeah, I don't. I you know, and sometimes if I have scary dreams, I wet the bed still. Oh man! Well, it's a good thing you're on the top bunk over DJ and not me. And speaking of, as you arrive back at your cabin, you see DJ not in his bunk. Uh, his book is sitting out, closed, with a bookmark in it, and his bag, the helping hand bag, is uh, sitting there. But he is not there. Well, that's weird. He told yeah. me he was just going to hang out. He'd be... Yeah, pretty strange. I mean, I guess he could have... Uh, gone to uh the outhouse but uh mm. uh i suppose i think uh the most likely scenario is that uh he is uh been eaten uh by uh, some type of monster <laughs> listen there are two likely scenarios one of them is what you've just said if not eaten then uh, definitely monster-related, okay? Perhaps he knows something about the monster that, uh, that I don't. Perhaps he is the monster. It's also possible, however unlikely, that there is a young lady involved. Uh, oh, you think he could be, uh, sneaking off and, uh, smooching with, uh, ladies in their cabin area? Well, that's unlikely, as I say. I think it's far more likely that a monster is involved, and obviously the monster well, that leaps to mind, of course, is the... T- well, yes, it could be a vampire, but uh, we know about um, the suc- succubi. Uh, oh, no, I was, I was, of course, referring to the owlbear. Oh, oh, uh... uh I thought you were going to say a female vampire lured him out. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant that uh, either he's been eaten by an owlbear or he's making out with a girl somewhere. Yeah, but the girl could be uh, a vampire. Well, there don't seem to be... There's no signs of struggle in here, are there? Uh, the door, everything's fine. Is that is that correct, Dungeon Master? Yeah, yeah. Um, th- everything seems fine. Hmm. It looks like he just put his book down and walked out. You know, it's odd for someone who uh, was so into his book to uh, just abandon the book like that. I know. You know, it's his prized possession. Uh, no one would leave his 
a book out to be, uh, you know, messed with or taken like that. Well, I, I think we've been talking here a little bit longer than the, the standard trip to the outhouse would take. Yeah, by now he should have been back. Right. Even ho- even if he didn't, even if that meatloaf didn't agree with him, he should have been back. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was the owlbear. Well, I don't want to I don't want to jump to any conclusions. We have to be scientific about this. I mean, there's so many, uh, <laughs> there is so many things we need to uh, rule out. You know, we didn't even mention. Uh, spirits or uh, coven of witches or uh, Bigfoot. And I think it's important to realize it could be a completely mundane reason. Like he could have wandered off and gotten lost. So I think that maybe we ought to involve the camp authorities here because if it is a mundane thing, they would be the best equipped to handle that. If it does get into a supernatural, well, that's where we would come in. Oh, it's supernatural. But, uh, I mean, we got to go through the motions and say, oh, he's just got lost, but, you know, we know the truth. Like you say, we have to rule out possibilities. And we don't want to be embarrassed with it's a mundane possibility. So, as a hedge against embarrassment, if nothing else, I think we should uh, go tell the uh, camp counselors. Mm, well, they're going to just say we're making stuff up. Well, and you know, of course, uh, being veterans of Al Camp, that there's going to be a pre-lights-out roll call where they will identify that... I'm sure uh, he'll be back by then. Yeah, if he's not back by by then, we'll worry. Yeah, if he's not back by then, we'll worry. Well, he is not, as it turns out, back by then. And when they come down to his name, he is not uh, there to respond. And uh, this does, in fact, seem to alarm some of the adults... Now it's getting real. Yeah. And uh, they seem, you know, like they're <clears throat> likely to start making some uh, some phone calls and stuff. But uh, you're not sure what they're what all they're going to be doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be fine. It, it's like you said, he just got lost. That's all. Well, huh. let's hope so. But uh, uh, I'm gonna say that. And I'm gonna uh, catch some sleep. Uh, Yeah, he'll just—he'll be found when we wake up. You know, they'll find him. And um, uh, kid, what was your name? Elliot. 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 Um, you mind uh, sharing some of that light (laughs) from the (laughs) night light, just a little? Um, you know, just uh, maybe uh. Put it, move it to this socket over here, so it can yeah, shine yeah. on both of our bunk beds. Yeah, that's that's cool. And then, like, um, you know, that way we can we can see the owl bear. I mean, if this it comes. Just, yeah, it's just for practical reasons. Oh, you guys go ahead and get some shut eye. I think I'll uh, I'll take first watch. Good thinking. And, uh, yeah, he'll go like sit out on the on the little front porch thingy if there is one, and uh, look out into the darkness through his big through his big eyeglasses. I know you're out there somewhere, Albert. Well, they shut off the lights, and uh, you're allowed to sit out there for a little bit. But uh, eventually, a counselor comes by and tells you to get your butt to bed. <laughs> Very well. Be careful out there tonight. Of course, of course, I'll be very careful. Uh, you know, we're on the on the lookout. Oh, he's he's he actually says I'm on. You know, on bear patrol. Okay, amateurs. 
Amateurs. <laughs> okay, he'll go back in and uh, go settle into his bottom bunk and look quizzically across the uh, way at uh, DJ's empty bunk. All right, well, with that uh, mystery introduced, um, I think that's about where we'll call it for this episode, and we will pick up in the next one, uh, possibly, I don't know what you guys are going to do, maybe start some kind of investigation or continue wildly speculating about owlbears and covens of witches and stuff, I don't know, I'm interested to see where this goes. That's pretty much how we investigate. Just kind of splatter it all over. Hope something sticks. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Well, we will see you all next time. See you next time, everyone. See ya.